welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, where we don't take from insurance companies. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan Comstock and Mr. Ben Duinay. This podcast is sponsored by BoomCloud Dental Membership Software, www.boomcloudapps.com, and Veritas Dental Resources, www.veritasdentalresources.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another exciting episode of our Say No to PPOs podcast series. I am one of your co-hosts, Ben Tuina. Got Jordan Comstock, my rock on buddy. Jordan, how's it going? <laughs> Doing good, man. Speaking of rock on, I just came, last night I went to the recording studio and laid down some sweet electric guitar tracks on one of my songs. So <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. Nice, yeah. yeah. We're, we're having a lot of time, good time with it. So I'd, I'd come and sing with you, <clears throat> and if you're looking for somebody that can sing off tune, I can do that for you. But, yeah, uh, in fact, I, I was looking for somebody the other day. I don't think do you'll that. sell any records. <laughs> no, well, it's more for fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, everybody. We have a wonderful and exciting guest on our program today. Many of you have probably already heard her on, um, uh, she's been on the uh, uh, Thriving Dental Podcast, a Thriving Dentist Podcast with our good friend Gary Takis. Yay. And she's also appeared on, uh, gosh, she's been everywhere the Huffington Post, Dentistry IQ. Uh, Dentalpreneur podcast, Dr. Pi- uh, by Cuspid. She's, uh, by the time you listen to this, she'll already be featured on Howard Franz, Dr. Howard Franz podcast. Um, nice. We have a good friend here, Manal Sampat. How are you, Manal? I am great. How are you guys? Very Doing well, good. thank you. So, and I wish I had some musical talents. I see one guy can maybe off, off, it's okay, off singing is good. And then I see the other one with musical talents. I got to learn. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm feeling totally jealous. I want to rock on. <laughs> my son. Bass, bass, play bass. Yeah, play bass. Bass, bass is easy. Yeah. My, <laughs> right. my, my son loves singing. Uh, a couple of years ago when he was three years old, he, saw, he sang La Donna Immobile, Mobile by, um, you know, that, that classical yes. song. He memorized all the lyrics, and then he stood up in front ah. of 200 people at a talent show and sang word for word everything. Uh, last week <laughs> was his talent show at the school, and mm-hmm. he decided to sing the Moana song, uh, How Far I'll Go. Nice. <laughs> that is a hard song to sing. It That's is. Hard yeah. to you know, sing. I mean, it's hard for me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, all the little school girls sing that song because it's sung by a girl, a female artist. My daughter mm-hmm. sings that song. Yeah, and yeah. My, my son, <laughs> he has some labels, man. He stood up there. And he sang that, that thing. Awesome, man. Kids were laughing at him, but he's like, "Whatever, I don't care." He's like, I'm, "I can do what I yeah, want. I do whatever I, I want." <laughs> I also do. I also do hygiene, so I'm a practicing dental hygienist in a pediatric office. And because I work in a pediatric office, they play a lot of these songs. So, like yeah. all the Frozen songs, I got them down. Moana, I got them down. I just am really bad singer, so I try not to sing to the kids. <laughs> But sometimes it just happens, and I'm like, I'm so sorry I did that to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. I, what, one of these days, we'll, our, we'll turn our podcast into a sing-along so all the dentists can have their kids packed in the truck or car or minivan, and, and we'll just have Jordan sing some songs. Yeah, Moana songs. I'm going to sing Moana yeah. songs. So I want to yes. get into Manal's background. So yeah, let's do it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through her background, and she can correct me if I'm wrong here. So Manal, she is a marketing consultant public speaker, a registered dental hygienist. She is also a di- digital digital media fanatic. And one of the best things about her, she is uh, an enthusiastic shoe lover. My, my wife would yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I like my wife too. Yeah. So as a, as a practicing dental professional who is also married to a physician, she understands firsthand both the business and patient perspective of health services. 
She was born in India, raised in beautiful St. Thomas, which is a U.S. Virgin Island or islands. Nice. And currently lives in the Northeast. I don't know why you don't live there anymore, Minal. I mean, oh, we'll get into it. Trust okay. me. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you right now, but we'll totally get into that. So, Sweet. cool upbringing. Uh, her upbringing has helped her appreciate the diversity of different cultures and the uniqueness of how businesses run. As a marketing consultant, she helps businesses streamline marketing efforts to achieve effective results. Her passion for dental health and marketing strategies, commingled with her experience as a registered dental hygienist led her to create a company called Growth Management Marketing LLC. Awesome. So here's something cool. The company launched in 2013 by breaking the Guinness World Record previously held by Colgate. For the, <laughs> and it was for the most simultaneous mouthwash swishers at one time with 1530, <laughs> 1,530 participants. So you, you got 1,530, that's right? Minal? We did, yes. Wow. We wow. Did. What was mm -hmm. the previous record? Uh, the previous record was a little bit lower. I think it was like the 1200s. We no longer, unfortunately, hold this record. Oh. It was broken a few times after us. But you're I in the book. I think the recent one is in the Philippines. Uh, somebody did over 2,000. But yes, we do have a whole certificate from Guinness and everything. We were featured on there. It was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I really like what comes next because that event not only helped raise breast cancer awareness, but was successfully in utilizing marketing strategies. So my wife, excuse me, my mother passed away from breast cancer. If you look at our logo, um, I, I do have the breast cancer pink logo there or mm -hmm. ribbon. Uh, people ask me about that all the time. Is like, why really? do you have pink in your uh, your logo? I said, well, it's to honor my mother who passed away from breast cancer. So I appreciate that, Manal. Wow. Oh. So over five years, she was uh, uh, the marketing director for a leading pediatric orthodontic and special needs dental practice in New York, uh, New Jersey, uh, which provided uh, or provides right now care to over 20,000 patients. So during this time, she led comprehensive marketing strategies, created brand and company cultures, and increased patient engagement. So this dental practice is one of her many, many, many happy clients that she's provided marketing, consul marketing consulting work for directly. Uh, and also this group here heard, uh, looks like they created their, their own in-house team uh, as a result of what you did for them. Is that right, Manal? That is right, yes. Excellent. So in addition, uh, Manal has been featured, and I mentioned she's uh, already she's been featured in the Huffington Post, Dentistry IQ, Dentopreneur podcast, uh, Doctor by Cuspid, Thriving Dentist podcast with Gary Takis, uh, Howard mm -hmm. Ferrand's podcast on uh, Dental Town, and uh, mm -hmm. now she is uh, now featured on uh, this crap podcast called the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast <laughs> by uh, myself, and you know we're nothing, you know we're just a little uh, two little schoolboys that don't know what the hell we're doing. But uh, thanks Ooh, for joining boys. our program. <laughs> I'm so so happy to be here. I'm so I mean, if anything, we can just talk about singing and Moana. I'm all good with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know we can talk about so much with the Moana brand uh, I'm I'm a Disney vacation club member and mm -hmm. so so we see everything you know we go to Disney two or three times a year Disney World that is uh, but the branding and the marketing I can't I don't know of any other organization like Disney that does it the way they do uh, mm -hmm. in terms of the yeah. scale I mean so many of us try to do it on a much smaller scale but having that magical experience, I think, you know, in, in, in learning about you, Manal, there's a lot of things that you do are, that are similar to the Disney brand in terms of using marketing to create a brand and a culture that is above and beyond the best. 
So how do you go about doing that? How do you create or starting with uh, the, uh, the brand culture? How do you start with that? You know, it's 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 kind of interesting because you don't really have to start with it. What you have to do is you have to reverse engineer with it. So right now we live in a world where everybody, the consumer has the power. You right. know, everybody can go online and write a review about your practice. And most of the people do do that, believe it or not. So yeah. many times what happens is that we don't understand what we are good at because what we think we are good at and what we think our brand is is very different than what we think the brand is to our patients because we see it one way and our patients see it the other way. So in order the first step, the absolutely first step for you to even figure out what your brand is, and by brand what we mean is the culture of your practice. You know, it's not just the logos, it's not just the name of your practice, it's not how you put it up online or put it up on your sidewalk. Um, and many times that's what people think a brand is. I mean obviously you need recognition. So I always tell them, you know, you probably know so many people by the same name. Yeah. And when you know the same people, like, you know, if you know me, Manal, and you know another Manal, we are probably going to be very different people because of the personality that makes us different. Even though we have a name, a similar name, the same name, we are still different people. And that personality is my brand. That personality is the other Manal's brand. And in the same way, your practice has a brand, which is a culture of who they are and what it is that makes somebody say, I want to go to them. You know? Yeah. We are, I mean, we are in a place, we are in a field that is saturated with dentists. We have more and more dentists coming out every year. Uh, we have competition coming up everywhere. There are dental practices down the road from each other, and everybody's providing everything. And now, because of the way things are working, they have so many specialties in one location, so they're providing everything in one location, so the referral base has also changed. So the question is, why should a patient come to you? They have so many options. So many options, and yeah. they don't understand a good or a bad dentist. They don't know that because they didn't go to dental school. They don't understand your dental work, right? Yeah. So that's what I mean by reverse engineering. So if you have a practice right now, and if you are fortunate enough to have reviews, the first thing I want to know is what are your reviews saying about you? What are they saying? Are they saying that your team is wonderful? Are they saying that the doctor is amazing? Are they saying that they love the fact you have coffee in the waiting room or that you have warm cookies? Or the fact that you do a sing-along in the practice. You know, what is it? Yeah, what is yeah. it that makes you who you yeah, are? Nice. Because that's where you start. Because the number one mistake that you make as any kind of professional, not just dental professionals, anybody who's trying to operate their business is that they think they know what their customers want. When it's not yeah. what they think it is. The customers know what they want and they make a judgment based on that. I like that. I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. No, know who you are. Time. I mean, um, there, there's so many things, so many different ways you can go with that. Um, I remember when I started my business, uh, having an identity crisis of not knowing exactly how we wanted to brand ourselves. Ourselves, but <laughs> you know, it, 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 I, I guess it's the Walmart concept that we had um, back mm -hmm. then when we started our business. It was such in high demand, but there's so many things from a marketing perspective that we did wrong. That if we were to rewind the clock and do exactly what you said, I think we would be better off today. Uh, fortunately, we're doing fine, but you know, right. the, the identity crisis in the beginning, the, the brand and the culture, you see a lot of attrition, you know, a lot, excuse me, a lot of um, turnaround in staff. And I think, I think a lot of mm -hmm. dental practices experience that too. You know, there's a lot of turnover. 
um, yes, especially what yes. we deal with, the PPO practice. And George, Jordan deals a lot with PPO practices that are trying to distance themselves, helping them create yep. a, a different identity, uh, more along the lines of mm-hmm. fee-for-service. But I think that's key, is just, is just knowing, you know, knowing what you are, who you are, and having some identity, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. it is, and it, it also, like, for example, so I'll give you the example of that practice where I started. So when I started there, and what happened, well, let me give you the background even before that, because you asked me, how did you, why did you come to New Jersey? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's learn thought, that. Yeah, let's <laughs> learn that, because there's a story behind this. So what happened was, I obviously grew up in the Virgin Islands, in St. Thomas, so if all of you have visited St. Thomas, the listeners here, I'm sure some of you have visited St. Thomas. I know you know Megan's Bay, because it's a, one of the best beaches in the world. Um, if you've been to Megan's Bay, that's fantastic, but I'm sure that you also remember the second part about St. Thomas, and that's jewelry. So what St. Thomas is known for is jewelry, liquor, cigars, things like that, and jewelry is something that is so prominent in St. Thomas that we share the wall with our competition. So there is one street, it's called Main Street, and Main Street is literally hundreds of jewelry stores together. So my parents are jewelry business owners and they share a wall with their competition on each side. So, yeah. the, so what happens is that all these tourists come in and they go to this one street and they have to decide who, where they're going to shop. And once that person enters your jewelry store, you make it happen. You have to make that sale because you are sharing yeah. the wall with your competition. They have to walk <laughs> literally five steps and there's your competition. Yeah, they walk out, then <laughs> they're gone steps. forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in every wow. direction. So, you know, I grew up with a, with a sales background because that's what my parents did. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and my parents are, I mean, my dad is a, such a great salesman. I mean, I think he's one of the best salesmen I've ever come across. They are, you know, they're working in a competitive environment and they survive and they thrive in it. And my brother is amazing, too. I mean, I, I try to go buy a car without them. It doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I guys because they negotiate like they know what to do. You know, they are they're really good at it. Um, but getting back to it, what happened was I graduated in 2004, and 2004 I had to go to college. I wanted to know what to do. It was either family business or you want to do something else, right? Uh, and I am Indian, so I am going to stereotype a little bit. If you are Indian sure. or if you know Indians, we don't have much options here. You either become a doctor. Or a dentist. <laughs> or, yeah, like in the medical yeah. dental field. No, or, a pro- or a programmer. Right. Or, or you do a business thing, right? So I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah. so, it's so I decided to go to Rutgers out of all the places in the world. <laughs> I decided to go to Rutgers University um, in New Jersey. And that's what brought me to New Jersey. And I had never seen snow in my life. So it was the first oh. time I saw snow was in my freshman year of college in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? Uh, uh, not a Culture fan. Shock, not yeah. a fan. <laughs> I am still not a fan. If it goes I'm not a fan either. No, and I've no. grown up with snow. <laughs> right? So yeah. um, I went to Rutgers, and I was a pre-dental. Uh, so at Rutgers, I studied biological sciences and communication. So I studied both fields because I, I was never sure if I wanted to do business or if I want to go into dentistry. So I did both, and as a, as a sophomore in college, I was in the pre-dental club, and a part of being in the pre-dental club was you had to go shadow a dentist. So you know, you come up with your resume, and, you're, and you put a pro- profile together, and you send it out to everybody around, all the dentists around. So I did, I came up with a profile and everything, and I sent it to all the dentists, and this specific practice, the pedo-ortho practice, chose me to come and shadow them. And it was a long shadowing experience. So. When I was leaving the practice, they said, call us as soon as you're done. As soon as you're done college, call us because we want to hire you. I said, great, fantastic. So I finished college, and I was trying to figure out if I still want to do dentistry or not. And I said, I'm going to give them a call. I'm going to see if I like the field. 
Now, I was already working a couple of jobs in college and all that stuff, so I called them, and uh, they actually invited me in, and they didn't have a position for me, but they wanted to hire me. So they are like, we're just going to hire you, and we're just going to train you in different departments, and we'll just see what you like and where you, you know, where you want to be. And I'm like, you guys are so cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's so awesome. <laughs> oh, and this is a huge practice in New Jersey. They're like, we just want you to come. We really enjoyed working with you when you shadowed us. You had great ideas, all this cool stuff. So I'm like, great. So, you know, I did front desk. I did the billing. I did the scheduling. I did the confirmations. I was in the lab. And then also I took over the marketing. So I started seeing what they were doing. Now, this is where it got in- interesting. And this is where I think one of, um, I got very lucky. And this is where my strength lies. I am your target market. So what I mean is I'm 31, I am a millennial, I'm a professional, I am married to a professional. So I know what is going to convert me to come to a practice, to come to a dental practice specifically. Yeah. So I started looking at what they were doing, and this is also the time, you know, 2008, 2009, this is the time when social media was just new because Facebook was yeah. pretty much 2004 and it was opened up in 2006 to more and more. So Facebook was still pretty new, so they didn't know what Facebook was and social media marketing. I mean, websites were also, you know, not responsive websites. They were, they used to be that very blah kind of a format, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, layout-wise and stuff. And when I started taking over it, I said, why would I choose you? Why would I come to you? And I am your target market, so why, why am I going to come to your practice? And I started taking over some of their things that they were doing and start converting them to, I would say, you know, millennial world, or you want to say something that's going to really relate and engage with the patients. And I started asking all the patients, I said, why do you come to this practice? There are so many practices, so what's going on? And they would tell me, they're like, we love your team. We absolutely love the team here. Every time my kid comes, my kid does not want to leave a dental practice. Like they want to come to a dentist and they are, they are, they are a kid. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> wonderful, you know? And then I'll go to the kids and we have videos of the kids telling us why they love to come to the dentist. And like, we'll get responses like, I love my spin brush. I don't get responses like woman the put you know the woman takes pictures on me which is the x-rays like they will tell us these things so I said well this is why they're coming to us so let's take all this information and let's broadcast it we know what is making us special now we know why people are coming to us because every single patient was asked why do you come to us and because of all that information we took it all and we started creating a brand culture around it so we know that patients enjoy this so how are we going to make sure that we have what is called a patient-centric marketing not a marketing that works around what we think is best and what we think is going to work out, but what do you think the patient is going to enjoy? And if we put patients first in this realm of things, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because oh, yeah. if you know, oh, yeah. yes, if you know that you're going to shop at a Starbucks and you love getting your little written nose on your Starbucks cups, Starbucks will do that for you because you feel special and you will be okay spending the 6 $7 on your drink there. Right. So in the same way, we figured out why do patients want to come to us? And we took all that information and we broadcasted it. That was the aim of our marketing. If you run an ad, what ad is engaging? Put five or six images and see which one is the most converting image. Use yeah. that image going forward. You know, so we started doing A-B testing on different things. We recreated the website. I got them on Facebook. They have almost 7,000 fans on Facebook now. Uh, you know, they're extremely active on it. And they do fun, fun things with their team and their patients. There's always involvement. And the more you do the more brand awareness you get because people talk about it. Like and once that. people talk yeah. about it, yeah, and your number one referral source for new patient continues to be your current patients. Oh, they continue I agree. to be your patients, yes. right? Oh, yeah. So Big time. If, Hands down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if they are your current patients, then instead of focusing so much about 
pleasing your new patients, focus on pleasing your current patients who will bring you those new patients. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the way to see it. Yeah, so that's where we started really creating a brand culture kind of things. And like you mentioned, there is, unfortunately, there is a lot of turnover in team in a lot of dental practices. Yeah. I, I guess that's the norm, you know. Um, so I started looking at it saying, okay, so if you have a new team member, first of all, how do you hire a new team member? So you need to know what it is that's going to make a team member really active in your practice. So you guys have any experiences with that? I do. I, I used to work in um, a large group practice, Arizona, and we had, gosh, it felt like we were hiring new people every single day. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, not, I'm not an expert in how to retain people. Aside from my business, I know I know I know the type of person type person I'm looking for to retain for mm -hmm. this type of business. But the dental practice, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. And so, and especially especially if you're a specialty practice, right? So if you're a pediatric dental office, you know, I'm sticking with this example, if you're a pediatric dental office, like this person needs to love kids. Yeah. <laughs> they have exactly. to be agitated. I hope they do. They have to be fun and they have to see a kid and say, oh my God, how cute. Look at those shirts. Look at those shoes. What are you going to do today? You know, like you have Sing. to be animated. Sing Moana songs. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, Even though you're a horrible singer, I try and sing those Moana songs. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> So it's, it's actually hiring character. Obviously, you want to hire a skill. You, you hire character so that they kind of get to see who your practice is. So one of the first things that we started doing was giving tours of the practice. So they get to see, before they're even interviewed, who we are about, who we are, what we do. They get the tour of the practice. They get to interact with some team members, and then they're brought back in. So this way, they know what the expectations are. And they also obviously get you know a whole folder, and they explain everything what, about your brand and your culture and what's expected of them and how we interact with people. And it's only one person who meets with this new potential team member. Multiple people in the practice meet with them. And the multiple will decide, is this somebody who's going to be a great team member addition to our own team? So we started doing all of that and we really focused on engaging with our patients, making sure that they're engaging back to us and with us and getting feedback from them. Like recently this practice for Mother's Day, they, did, they had masseuses in the practice. And uh, nice. while the parent waited, yeah, they all got like a little 10 minute back massage. And I mean, the moms were just so excited. They were so happy. You know, this was just something, this was not a regular Mother's Day kind of thing. This was something saying, we really care about you. We know how hard you work. Thank you for bringing your kid in here. Yeah. <laughs> and appreciate <laughs> That's you. That's awesome. And this is what you get in return. So it's patient-centric marketing. It's what it's really about with the brand part of things and the culture part of things. Okay. And once you start doing that, your culture just starts forming on its own. Once you have team members who love what they do and they're okay with being a part of your practice and you know what your patients expect from you and what they like and you start connecting those dots, it just starts converting really well. So for Absolutely, those for yeah. those in uh, places like Colorado, Washington that practice, you know, like in uh, those communities where there's uh, a lot of marijuana users, I don't think it's really appropriate <laughs> to you know kind of go after that. You know, we do we don't we we don't just do uh, what is it called laughing gas. We do marijuana here too. <laughs> <laughs> While you're waiting, <laughs> yes, no, I was in, I go to Colorado a lot, not to smoke weed. I don't do any of that, <laughs> but I, I go for a lot of dental meetings, and we're at this dental meeting, and one of the dentists said that he's like, do you know if anybody is promoting marijuana? as a sedative like uh, i don't think that's legal but then he yeah, start, we sure started we started to joke about that. it you know? but you know that some people are looking for, for different unique ways to brand themselves i know jordan has a question but i just want to mention this first sure. so i'm polynesian i'm from i'm from an island and anytime somebody thinks about somebody from polynesia and i'm i'm from samoa my, my mom's from hawaii mm -hmm. 
they think of warriors. They think of people that you know are holding a knife that, all, that never wear t-shirts, never wear <laughs> flip flops or shoes. So uh, it, in okay. the dental community, I'm I'm the only person of my ethnicity that does what I do in dental, and so yeah. I I have to cater to everybody that says, "Hey, can you do something Polynesian?" So. <laughs> So, <laughs> the haka. I do, I do, I do the haka. Huh. Every, not every time, but at most meetings, text. I will do the haka, and uh, <laughs> it's fun. You know, I know so there's a YouTube video of yeah. you doing it. It's actually pretty <laughs> awesome. That was I actually, watched it. That was the first time. That was at Mark Casas's uh, Dental Success Summit, his oh, third really? one. And I think and, you should totally add that to your website and be like, "Get to know me," and then have that video. You know, yeah. I'm afraid that might scare some people off, but. But actually, no, you know, awesome. there, there was a couple, a dentist from Auckland, New Zealand in that room. And I said, you know, hello, kia ora. I said, hi, in his own in own language. And then I said, you know, I'd do the haka if it were appropriate. And then everybody started screaming, do the haka. Do the haka. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my branding is that I go, I do the haka everywhere I go. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a good video. Check it out. If, if any of you are out there curious about um, ben doing the haka, check yeah, it out please on YouTube. Don't. It's on, it's please, on your YouTube don't. channel, don't, right? Don't do that. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's rad. Uh, <laughs> all right, Manal, I've got another question for you. So, sure. Obviously, marketing is a huge and very important piece of any uh, practice and business, um, and there's a lot of moving parts to it. What What are some ways to start or streamline current marketing? Okay, so obviously we talked about looking at your own systems, which is looking at the reviews to see what your brand should be and what your culture should be for your patient-centric marketing. The second thing you want to do is also focus on your new patient numbers. Like, I don't know, there are so many times I walk into a dental practice and they really don't know how many new patients they're seeing. Like, I'll ask them and I'll say, how many new patients are you seeing on a monthly basis? And they'll be like, ah, anywhere between 15 to 35. That's a huge range. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. all right, tell me, uh, tell me exact numbers. So the reportings is already available in your system. So why is this important? Because if you don't know where you stand, you don't know how to grow. Yeah. You need to know how many new patients you actually have coming in. And then you need to know where your, your new patients are coming from. Because if you're spending all this marketing money, and you assume that just because you're spending money on a print ad, but you also have all these reviews, you just assume that people are coming from print ad if you don't know you have reviews or if you don't know, and it could be vice versa. You could have all these amazing reviews, but you have this awesome print ad going on to a specific community, and they're converting from that. So if you really don't know where you're getting your new patients from, you really don't know where to spend your money. And this is something yeah. similar to how you guys talk about and saying, if you're taking all these insurances, are you actually making money on them? Exactly. So in the same <laughs> yeah. way, yeah. So in the same way, if you're going to invest in any kind of marketing, you need to know your ROI on it. And the way I would do it is I would look at all the new patients coming in. So you, let's say you have 20 new patients coming in for the month. Then you want to know where those new patients are coming in. Now, not every new patient is going to tell you all the sources. They may have heard, you, heard about you from Sarah, and then they went online and looked at your reviews and then went to their website, and maybe they know somebody from your own community. Like, it could be multiple sources. Mm -hmm. They could be in a private Facebook group and heard about you. It could be so many different things. So make it easy for them to tell it. What I, what I recommend is having every single marketing source listed mm -hmm. on your new patient form, which is your in-house new patient form, and also your request appointment form on your website. So most websites have a contact form, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just have an option there. How did you hear about us? 
And this way, you start getting the data in. So when they come in and be like, oh, Mrs. Smith, I saw that you heard about us from Facebook. That is so great. Where on Facebook did you hear about us? And you could create an opening conversation with her so that this way she can tell you more as to what happened. And yeah. we yeah, we open up a discussion on it. And you need to utilize your team. So if you have, as, as professionals, as dental professionals, or specifically dentists, you know, you don't really communicate that with your patients, do you? You go in and you see the patient to do an exam or you go do your treatment. And when you're doing your treatment, your patient is not communicating with you. Your team, however, is communicating with them from the time they receive that phone call all the way to the time they check out, including your yeah. front desk, including your hygienist, including your dental assistant. And as a hygienist, when I see a new patient and I get their new patient form in my hand or if I see it online on the computer, I always ask them, hey, so I see you heard about it here. How did you hear about us? Or what did you type into Google? If they put down, we heard about you on Google. Oh, great. What did you type in Google? Because there's like, it's such a big, you know, it's such a wide space. And they will give me information on it. And I will write all that down. Yeah. And all that information is put back in the patient's chart. So when I get the monthly report, I see what marketing techniques and what marketing platforms are actually working. So That's, you have, yeah. to, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I was just gonna say, I, I, I do a similar thing with with uh, with my company. Um, when they register for our software, we ask them, you know, the referral source. Who, where did you hear? Where did you hear from us? You know, and that's been a huge data point to understand our marketing, and understand which channels, like podcasting, mm-hmm. um, uh, to focus on. You know, with our marketing team, and and I think that's so essential for a practice to understand what channels are really working out there, because there's so many channels of marketing these days. You, they have to test and ask and, and, and collect data to figure out which one of those channels is actually working. So yeah. I, I love that advice there. Manal, and, and you, the, yeah, go ahead. No, have you heard of a company called Dental Intel? Of course, of course, yes. Oh, I, I was just there yesterday. Uh, Who hasn't? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I was, at the, I was at the DDMC in Las Vegas. I was one of the speakers, and so was Dental Intel. So cool. I actually, yeah, Mike Buckner. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Awesome. Mike, yeah, Mike and I Mike. <laughs> Hi, Mike. He's probably listening to this. Um, hey, Mike. Yeah. So I, I was just there. So Weston, one of the founders, he and I are really good friends. They yeah. they are creating an app a te- uh, for, mm-hmm. for iPhones and um, Androids. And <clears throat> the cool thing about that is that the data collection part that you're talking about. I know. It becomes easy. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. As hygienists, we're looking at the hygienist uh, uh, schedules. <laughs> you click on the patient. Then you click on... Um, uh, uh, the important notes, customer service notes about that person, and it all syncs up with their system for you to see when their birthday is, uh, special things about them, you know, uh, pet pet there, yeah. And, and, I and think, that was the next thing I was getting into was yeah. that having this data helps you because you also know who to thank. Yeah. So if you know exactly. that Mrs. Yeah. Smith is this big referral, yeah. she's always referring you. Maybe you should have Mrs. Smith come to the practice. Maybe you should do something nice for her. Maybe you should appreciate her. And maybe let's see how she can get you more new patients in. So. You yeah. have to, if I took the time out to refer, like let's say I come in and I said, you know what guys, you really need to go talk to Ben, right? If I were to do that and they say, you know, Manal told me about you, what we just did the dental intel. Yeah. We are like, hi, hi Mike, you know, and now Mike is like, yeah, Manal and these people are talking about me, how great. Um, in that same way, and I'll probably get an email from Mike and so will you guys saying, hey, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You want to be acknowledged. You want to be acknowledged if you get referrals. Exactly. So you have to have that data. And then here's the cool part though. This is a part that a lot of people are not doing. I know many of you are already on this on this boat and you're doing your new patient referrals, but 
how are you actually coming up with a new patient value? And how are you actually coming up with your marketing acquisition cost are two different things. So, yeah. you, you know, so you have your new patient numbers, right? And now that you know your marketing sources, you obviously know how much you're spending on each of your marketing. So you should have numbers every month coming from your accountant saying, you spend this much on Google AdWords, you spend this much on your website, this much on a print media ad, this much on the community event, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You have all that together, and then you look at the production from the new patients that came in. Yeah. So not on, not on a monthly basis, obviously, but if you could do it in a yearly basis with production, you'll be able to see how much money each marketing source is bringing you. Exactly. And you take that number, yep. and then you find out the cost and the value of a new patient, and that's how you work through it, because every practice is different. So I know that if you're a newbie, you want to start with a three to five percent kind of, you know, five to seven percent now, even higher. Marketing budget is, is just higher and higher because it's so competitive now. Um, mm -hmm. You can go on and get that budget percentage, but the realistic way of doing it for your specific practice, because you could be having specialties, you could be doing implants, you could be doing Botox, you could be doing sedation, or you could be not doing any one of those things, and you are literally just, you know, kind of crowns and just a recare practice. Your number is going to be different. Your new patient value is going to be different than another practice. So look at your production number, look at the cost of every marketing that is coming in, and then just do some basic math and come up with the value. Yeah, I like that. Oh. I want to shift gears for just a second. I think I think ROI for anything you do, especially with marketing, it's so key. You know, you want to focus on the things that bring in the most <clears throat> value to the practice <clears throat> at the least dollar amount in terms of expenditures. But I want to circle around, Manal, to one thing that you mentioned at the beginning is digital media and maximizing mm -hmm. its use. So you talked about Google reviews. I just got off of the call with a client in Hazelwood, Missouri, and mm -hmm. she's working on that. She has 17 reviews, uh, all five stars on uh, on Google. And she said mm -hmm. that just yesterday she got a, patient, a call from a patient <laughs> that said, I, I Googled best dentist near me and you were number one. And I was <laughs> blown away because she only had seven. Wow. I mean, I have clients that have over 500 five-star reviews and they're, right. you know, they're, they're just killing it in terms of 250 new patients a month. I know. Um, and, yeah. and, this, and this doctor said, I have 17. And so she started to realize I need to do the more five-star reviews. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's one example. But do you have any others of uh, digital media and how to maximize sure, the absolutely. use of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, jumping in, I'm always about foundation because I think that it's important to know. Many times, what happens is that you, we all have this shining object effect, right? We see something new and we want it immediately, yeah. <laughs> but we don't yep. understand the realistic, uh, the realistic measure of it. And that's why I kind of always want to go back to the foundation. So, if you are using digital media which you should be. Why are you using it? That's the number one question I want to ask you. Why do you do anything? Why do you do any kind of marketing? The reason is to convert, right? So the question then uh, comes up is who do you convert? And this is important for you to create your target market. So digital marketing can work super well just because your neighbor has this website with hoopla's in it and it's people popping <laughs> up and you know they have animated Mickey Mouse jumping around, like whatever. Okay. <laughs> Does it mean you need that? So the number one thing what I want you to do is figure out who your target market is. Now, like I mentioned earlier in the call, call is that I am 31, I am a millennial, I am a professional, I am married to a professional, and in many different ways, I am in your client base because a perfect ideal avatar, because if I have kids, you want my family to come to you. Yeah. You know that I'm going to be paying my bills. You know these things about me. So the question is, how do you attract to me? How do you become attractive to me? You know how they used to have the before and the after, the whole attractive dances thing? It's like, why should I just come to you? And the digital media gives you that option. It gives you that option to attract the people who are online, which is pretty much everybody now. And yeah. 
if you are using digital media, a part of it is just because you have a website doesn't mean it's just going to convert. You have <laughs> right. a website. Takes you know, a lot of effort. It that's takes for sure. a lot, a lot of effort. And if you have a website and if you don't have SEO, which is search engine optimization, that's pretty much talking that the online world of Google and Bing and Yahoo, they have all these robots and they have these logarithms. And these are computers. So if you don't have data that these computers can grab to you, and start showing up. So, for example, that you gave me for your for your dental client, who came up and said that best dentist in my area, and they start showing up. Does your website have the ability to do that? You know, that's the question you need to ask. So, the first place you want to start is how do you show up in your locality? How do you show up when somebody searches for a dentist in your own area? And if you were a client, and if you went to your website, will you convert? Is your bio there? I mean, some of the pages which are most visited by potential new patients are your about page they're also your contact us page and they're also your services page because they're looking for a specific service so if you're just going to have stock information and if you're just going to have that photo that every single practice has of that family the same family photo that's your banner <laughs> image and the same <laughs> yeah. that's your banner image you are not differentiating yourself there is nothing on there yep. that makes me see or I no photo <laughs> or no There's photo yeah, I've seen lots of practices that have no photo. I'm like, where's the dentist? Like, I, I've seen one that put a photo of a different person that looks much better. <laughs> no, seriously, true story. <laughs> no, this is true story because I have a client. So this is, I had a client or I have a client and they contacted me. And obviously, you know, I stalked them before I go call them because I want to make sure that I know, know most, of, most of everything that I can online about them. And I've seen this person in real life, right? So I know how they look in real life. And then I go onto their page and it's a different photo. So I'm uh -huh. like, is this another client by the same name? So I was totally confused. So I called their office and I'm like, this is this doctor, right? And he's the one who contacted me so that I can do the consult, right? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, so what's up with your Facebook? Because this is not him. And she's like, yeah, I have a stock photo. And I'm like, you can't put a stock photo as a profile photo on Facebook. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we just did, and we got you. <laughs> you're, giving, you're giving value to somebody else you know you don't even know. That's yeah, funny. that's weird. People do that. But going back to what we're talking is, so having a website is great, but you need to understand what converts it. So I'll give you an example of my own website. So if you go to my own website, my, again, you want to showcase what your you know, what your plus points are, right? Why do people come to you? Like every time I speak or every time I do a consult, every single person gets an information. I have to practice what I preach. So everybody's asked to give me their feedback, not a biased feedback, just their feedback. And most of my feedback that comes back to me is that I love your personality. I love that you're casual. I love that you are knowledgeable. You give specific tips on what to do. So if you go to my website, and again, being from St. Thomas is actually a pretty big plus point. People yeah. love the fact that I'm from St. Thomas. I love that. So if yeah. you go, to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they don't remember my name many times because Manal is a different name, but they will remember me. Like I had somebody call me, and they said, "I'm looking for the speaker who's from the Virgin Islands." And I'm like, "Hey, that's me." <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's so, so true. I get the same thing too. It's like a, right? the speaker from the islands. Ah, I can't remember which yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Who's so, the guy that does the haka? <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you go to my website, you can actually see it. You can see my personality on my website, which is why you know a lot of people love to listen to me or they tell me that is what my plus factor is. You will see pictures of the Virgin Islands. You will get specific tips and details and resources that I always list out because I know that's a wow factor. So my wow factors are actually listed on my website. So in the same way for digital media to convert for you, 
your wow factors have to be listed there. If you serve coffee or if you serve something and you have a cookie tray or whatever, when somebody walks into your practice, is that on your website? Do you talk about it? Talk about it. You have, you're doing yeah. it. Broadcast it. Yeah. So in that same way, that's where digital media really works. And then if we get into Facebook, oh, my God, the power <laughs> of Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, I know if you're listening to this and if you're listening to this awesome, casual, fun guys, you already know Facebook. So I'm not going to get into the details of this <laughs> and why it's important. But I will tell you the power of Facebook. So the power of Facebook is this. Currently, Facebook has more than a billion daily active users. Daily. Wow. Active users. Uh -huh. It's gone up. That's gone up it's quite gone a up. bit. They just, yeah, they just actually put out their first quarter report for 2017. And they're almost at 2 billion monthly active users. So oh, Wow. I know. So if you hear people telling you Facebook is going away, it's not. Facebook no. is going to buy everything that tries to come near. For example, Instagram, yeah. WhatsApp, Facebook owns those things. So, yeah. and right now, Facebook's power is videos because, you know, they want to take over YouTube, right? So yep. Facebook power is, is videos. So just because you have Facebook doesn't necessarily automatically mean you're going to start seeing your patients come in. Many times we get that question, what do I do on social media? I have a page. I have no idea what to do with it. What you need to do with it is obviously you share your practice culture, your team engagement, your patient engagement, you're celebrating a holiday, put it up there. You're celebrating a birthday, put it up there. Uh, but here's where the power lies. You have to do Facebook Live videos hmm. because right now Facebook is pushing for them. So right now on Facebook's real estate, live videos are primary. They are the go-to spot. That is what's happening. So because that is what's happening, Facebook automatically pushes that out to the maximum number of your fans is live videos. When I've noticed, when, like when I, I'm, I'm an avid Facebook user, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, when I notice there's a live video, I always click it and watch it. It, it comes <laughs> right? straight to me whenever I have my Facebook yeah. open. That's right. And you get notified. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually went to a class a couple weeks ago, even for dental, what, our, what we do, what each of three of us do. They're saying that even for this, uh, Facebook uh, live videos is the best way to go. That's the trend. That's where it's going. So everything you're yeah. saying, Manal, I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm eating it up. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> so yeah. Here, yeah. here are some specific tips for live videos. So we all know why live videos are great, but how do we actually make them work? So the mm -hmm. first thing you need to do for live videos is I would recommend that you announce when you're going to be live. So mm. people look forward to it. So let's say you have a contest running. Let's say you have a contest running in your practice. You know, the contest is... Let's say Mother's Day just passed. You shared a photo with your mom and you tag the practice or whatever and you go into a raffle, whatever it is. Let's say you have a contest running and you want to announce the winner. Tell them you're going to announce the winner on live Facebook. So you tell them ah, that cool. we are going to be online at 8 p.m. on Monday night and we are going to announce the winner of this awesome contest, whatever the price is. You're going to win the iPad. So make sure you're online at 8 p.m. on Monday night. So you make an announcement so people know when to be online, okay? The second thing that you do is you want your live videos to be at least 10 minutes. And the reason for this for 10 minutes is because this will allow your video to be on the newsfeed. Because if you go online in a second and come off, Facebook is happening. Remember, it has over a billion active users. So people are posting things all the time. So mm -hmm. you want your video to actually be in the newsfeed as somebody's coming onto Facebook, right? So you want to give them enough time. So you want to do a live video for 10 minutes to allow the audience to see it on their newsfeed. And secondly, let's say that I saw the live video. I want to engage with you. I know you're alive right now. Like you can see Manal's live right now. I want to say hi five. I want to ask her a question. I have to give you the time to do that. Yeah. I can't just go <laughs> out, you know? Yeah. So 
in the same way, it allows you to engage with real-time people. Is it going to work all the time? No. Sometimes I get nobody when I do a live video, and sometimes <laughs> I get all these people when I do a live video. Like It depends on the time who's online, but you want to do 10 minutes. And people always ask me, can you save a live video? Yes, you can. You can save ah, a live cool. video. So when you do a live video on your phone, it will actually show up and say, save this to camera roll. Press yes. Don't, don't just ignore the notifications showing up. Actually read them. And one of the notifications show up is going to say, you know, you're going to go live. Do you want to save this video? Yes, I do. So as soon as you're done, the video is saved on your phone. However, if you do a Facebook live video on your Facebook fan page, like your business page, if you go under settings or if you go under publishing tools and you see videos, your videos are saved there. So you will actually see your videos saved under publishing tools on your Facebook business page. And here's the cool part. When you click on that video, you will see the stats. You will see how many people looked at your video. You will see who clicked on it, who engaged on it, the views you got. It's all available. And the best part is that you can download that video in HD from Facebook wow. directly to your computer. Wow. I, does, I had no does, idea. Does Facebook charge for that? No, it's free. Let me tell it's you something about this. This is awesome because I actually have a client um, that does uh, every December they do um, a full smile makeover. And mm -hmm. it, the cases range, I mean, if you were to charge your full fee as a dentist, the, the cases range from 25000 to $100,000. What they mm -hmm. do is they, they send out to their patient base, um, have your friends, family uh, put together a video and, and, and let mm -hmm. them know that we are giving away a full free case. We'll do everything for you. Full smile mm -hmm. makeover. Mm -hmm. They had people from states away that submitted videos. And they did all awesome. this on Facebook. They had a crisis. They were getting wow. calls from Europe, people that came, you know, <laughs> wanting to come to this Serious? small town, yeah, to come and get their dental work done. And, well, part of it was because they offered sedation, but they were getting right. small town. Wow. They were getting more patients than they should have. You know, 400 new patients a month. They really had to cut things back. But I'm going to tell them about this because they do this every single year, and they do it all on Facebook. And I, I get notices from clients in Florida you know, mm -hmm. 2,000 miles away that say, hey, do you know this person in this state that's doing this marketing stuff? And they want to interview that that doctor because if they just hear that type of noise in the industry. Boy, the power of Facebook. And the best thing about it is that it's still free, you know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's the funny thing, you know, going back to your digital media question is that just because the platform is there, just because you see a shining object, that doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get new patients through that. You need to understand yeah. how the platform works and yeah. what converts. So like another power, and people think that Facebook is just all about sharing, you know, random photos of you wearing a tutu skirt and dancing around, right? It's not, <laughs> it's not that. It, it really oh, is. It's not? Sorry, Jordan. I mean, does it create engagement? Absolutely. But here's the power of Facebook. I'm going to give you another, other specific tips on Facebook on how to utilize it. Facebook has a code called Pixels. I don't know if you guys know about this. I use it's, Pixels on my site. Perfect. So did you, have you guys talked about it before in the podcast? Do no. people know about it? Okay. No, not yet. No, go ahead. Right. So Pixels is this really awesome code. Just like Google Analytics where you know Google tracks activities on your website, Facebook has a code called Pixels which you can add to your website. And the P Pixel code can be customized according to a page so you can see how many times somebody goes to a certain page or whatever. But if you put this code in, every time somebody's Facebook is also open, which mostly is open all day on everybody's computers, um, no. and they go to your website, that person is now being tracked. So if you create a Facebook ad, what will happen is that person who visited your website will see your ad. That's called retargeting, and I'm sure you've heard of that word. Now, this is powerful because you know it used to take 
seven impressions for people to actually convert or to, to gather your name, right? In marketing world, people have to see you seven times before they actually do any kind of engagement. Well, we live in a world of so much interaction constantly, so much noise, that I almost think that we all have ADD. Like, I have ADD. I get yeah. distracted all the time. I'm doing one thing on my, and I have double screens, so you can imagine the things popping up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hold on, yeah. and like, hold on, no Facebook message, Facebook group. Oh no, I need to do a video. Oh, I need to answer this email, right? Or buy that we, shoe. <laughs> or buy that shoe. I mean, let's, let's face it. I, I am definitely a shoe person, and I have shoes open all the time. This is where my money goes because they do the they do retargeting, and then I'm like. Oh man, that shoe! I dreamt about it. I must have it. <laughs> and I <laughs> see it everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. <laughs> so, yeah. In that same way, we have to work even harder now to make sure our name keeps coming up. Not annoying harder, like you don't want to be annoying, but you want to make sure that you have enough time showing up. So Facebook Pixel lets you do that. The second part of Facebook, because it has so many daily active users and just amount of people online is that they allow you to do what is called a lookalike audience. A lookalike audience is super powerful. So what Facebook will do is, let's say you want to create an ad, right? Facebook will give you options to do a lookalike audience directly of the people who like your page or of the people who are already your patients. And doing a lookalike audience gives you a warm audience. So that means that they look at your audience and they say, these are the kind of people who interact with this page. So we are going to deliver this ad to these people. This is where the power of Facebook lies. The platform is important because of the amount of people which use it every single day. So you have to figure out how do you maximize your exposure on that platform. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. It's connecting mm -hmm. the dots on understanding how the platform actually works. Yeah. I like that. I just added you as a Facebook friend and uh, noticed that we have 15 <laughs> mutual friends. So please add me there. <laughs> and we have friends yet? How no. Is how does that my mistake. Listen, I'm totally going to high five you right now. I'm logging in. I'm logging yeah. In. See, I'm doing a podcast. I'm writing down some notes and I'm being friends with you on Facebook. Multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Manal, I want to move on to the next question here. Uh, this Man, this has been really good for a lot of practices. I think this will benefit them. Uh, especially, I love the retargeting. I, I do that um, quite a bit uh, on with the, with our website, and it's a it's a wonderful channel. Uh, the, the interesting is, interesting thing is that Facebook has multiple channels that you could use alone, right? And it's it's very cool from the live videos to to the pixels and and retargeting. It's a very cool platform. So hopefully this has been. Um, beneficial to our audience here. Um, so my question for you is: There's so much to get involved in. How? What are ways um, to get the team involved in marketing for the practice? So the team, the team is the face of your brand, guys. That's your culture. I mean, right now, if you're listening to me, just close your eyes and think about all the team members who have scrubs with your logo on it. Many practices <laughs> do, right? And the yep. team members kind of leave with those, don't they? They leave the practice wearing those scrubs. Many of them do. So think about how they're interacting outside wearing those scrubs about your practice. Sometimes I leave and I go to the grocery store because it's on the way and I will have, oh, I know you, I know that practice. Now think about somebody not acting accordingly or not acting properly or doesn't really go with what you believe in and your practice mission is and your practice uh, kind of tries to put out there, it kind of hurts you in a very different way. So you have to make sure that your team always fully understands what you stand for, not only just marketing, but what your practice stands for. And then secondly, they also understand 
the value of marketing. I believe that education and communication are the best ways to get anybody involved. So if you tell somebody and tell them, we're going to go on Facebook and we're going to put a funny photo. But if you don't tell them why that photo is going to create engagement, why that photo is going to interact, if you don't explain to them the power of Facebook, like what I just did to you, they are not going to see the value in it. Yeah. So if you provide value in it and if you explain to them saying, listen, if we were to do this, this means that we're going to get more engagement, which means that we're going to get more new patients, which means that the practice is going to grow and which means that you're going to grow. So it's a circle. It's a circle. So they have to understand and they have to communicate. When I started doing team meetings, I, I went away from memos and boring lectures and all these things. What I started doing team meetings for where I would literally do role play and I say, let's say you are a patient and I'm the person handling you, right? I'm the person actually checking you out. Let's go through this and then help them understand what the patient feels and help them understand what the team feels and come up with a resolution. The same way I do that with marketing. The same way I talk to them about Facebook and I say, okay guys, so let's say I put up this picture. I'll, I'll tell them, do you have Facebook? Go onto your Facebook page. Why did you interact with that post and not that one? Why did you do this and not that? If you communicated with them, it's the best part to do it. The second thing is, I know that a lot of you already do this, but make your team go to conferences. Have them go to CE mm. courses because the more they learn that the other practices are doing it, the more they want to do it because they will be in a room of professionals who know about this or who want to know who want to know about this right so in a way it's all about being in a group setting just like how us three are talking right now and I'm getting ideas from you you're getting ideas from me in the same way people who are listening to this podcast are going to get ideas too so your team deserves the same level of education and communication and this way, they will know the importance of sharing your practice culture, and they will start sharing it. It's important for them to be a part of the entire picture. Yeah. And not only that, but you also have to delegate the task, right? Just because you know that Susie at front desk is good at it, don't give her everything in the world to do. Please don't. Like, don't make Susie <laughs> go check too thin. <laughs> yeah, you spread her too thin, and now she's not going to enjoy doing anything. So if you do decide that Susie has to go ahead and help you with marketing because she's has a personality and she can engage and she can grab photos, give her the time to do it. Appreciate what she's doing for you. The appreciation goes both ways. So delegate the task out. Focus on being a dentist because that's what you went to school for. And if that's what you love doing, great. If you love doing part of the marketing, great. Focus on it, but delegate the work so that the work is actually accomplished. Include your team in it to accomplish the work and they will feel like they're a part of the system too. Yeah, I like that. Uh, about what you said with uh, learning in groups, boy, that's so true. I was at um, a conference in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania a few years ago, and uh, the hotel where this was at, um, it was at the Hotel Hershey, and they had all the seats lined up to where everybody's sitting next to each other, you know, you're all facing forward. Um, one of the speakers came in, and he said, this is completely set up wrong. I want, I want it to be curved. Mm -hmm. I want people exactly. to be able to see each other so that they can mm -hmm. feed off of each other's energy. That was the first meeting in that format where um, where the tables were originally set up in a way where everybody's just facing the speaker. That was the first meeting that I've been to that I noticed that there was this, such a huge difference in participation of, of people that mm -hmm. were there in terms of each other feeding off of each other's energy. So I'm a big believer that 
um, CE, it's not just for the doctors or the hygienists or for the clinical team. It's for everybody in the office. They go to conferences and they learn from each other and they feed off of that energy. They build their own, own personal skill sets. But at the same time, there's huge motivation for them to implement the things that you're trying to teach them. So Manal, you've shared a lot of great information with us today. What other tools or resources do you have that are available for the listeners uh, in an effort to help them organize their efforts uh, to do their own marketing? Or even reach well, out to you, you know, to help with their marketing. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the cool way is that I, I love freebies. <laughs> <laughs> we all love it. I too. love freebies. And not only do I love freebies, I also like when there are good apps. Come on. I mean, if if you can't find an app for something that you're trying to find, create it because you'll be a billionaire. Yeah. We live in a world where apps are so common. Everything you want, you can find. And what I do is I look at apps that I use in daily life. And most of these are free, by the way that I use in daily life to not only strengthen my company, but also my clients' practices. So if you guys want a list of all the resources that I'm using, which are most of them are free, uh, all you have to do is text the word resources to 38470. So again, text the word resources to 38470. And if you do that, it will ask for your email. And once you get the email, I don't spam you. Don't worry, I do not spam you. Once I get that email, you will get a list of resources and because you are listening to me and you took the time out to actually do the resources part, in the next couple of days after that email, you will receive a printable PDF list of 10 things you need to start doing right away in your practice to streamline your marketing. So you actually right. get this list as well. It's a freebie. I like freebies. I like to give freebies. So go ahead and do that. And the second thing is you have full access to my marketing knowledge. I actually have a Facebook group, private Facebook group, called Dental Marketing with Manal Samp at RDH. So the group of the name is Dental Marketing with Manal Samp at RDH. And every week, I actually answer dental marketing questions. I do a live video, and I go through the dental marketing questions I receive, and I don't hold back. I give you specific tips. I tell you what to do, how to get things done. It's all there. It's all available. One of the biggest trends that we have living in today's world is that we have free flow of information. I mean, we have Google, and many of us go online to look at cat videos, right? Well, in the same way, <laughs> in the same way I am giving you access to actually marketing tips and questions and answers to your to everything you want to know about dental marketing. So feel free to text resources to 38470 and join the dental marketing group. And listen, if anything, just say hi. I'm online on Facebook all the time. You can find me on Facebook, Manal Sampat, RDH. You can, you know, be online friends. That's all good, man. I mean I I just said hi to both Jordan and Ben right here. So <laughs> I just respond. I just responded to you. <laughs> I, I did send the text and it works. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love perfect. that those texting things. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Manal. I I recommend everybody going to our website too. Uh, the website here is uh, marketinggmm.com. Is that right? That's right, marketing and then gmm.com, marketinggmm.com. We're going to post all of this on the show notes. The part about uh, when Manal said close your eyes for a second, think about what's going on in your practice. If you're driving, I hope you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you did, I hope you didn't get into an accident. But what we're going to do is we're going to post all of this, even the text to number in the show notes. So if you are driving, just go ahead and check it out. Either If you're on iTunes or our website, say no to ppos.com, all this information will be posted. Manal, gosh, I can't tell you how grateful I am, th thankful I am for you being on the podcast today. Um, so through all these various different different ways of getting a hold of you, I guess the listeners, you know, if somebody's saying, how do I get, what's the best way for me to get a hold of Manoff and want to give her a call tomorrow or email her tomorrow or, or one of these other resources that you mentioned, your website, 
the Facebook page right. is the best you can way to do get your website. Uh, Facebook page is fantastic. You can join my group. I am literally there. Okay. I mean, you can I just answer joined. questions. Yeah, I just welcome. <laughs> uh, I am like right now as I'm doing a podcast, I'm welcoming to my group. So uh, you know, my group is always available. I am on Facebook. You can call me. My phone number and everything is listed on the website. I make it easy for you. Just go to the website. You will find great way. There's also live chat on my website. So if you just want to chat with me through my website, you can absolutely do that. Um, and, you know, here I am. If you have any marketing questions, if you know about more of what I do, um, please feel free to, you know, contact me. Excellent. Awesome. Manal, this has been wonderful. I think this is one of the best Very podcasts good. that we've had on marketing so far in terms of uh, just the resources Agreed. that you've given have been phenomenal. So thanks yeah. for not holding back. This has been really, really great. Uh, we're going to pay it forward and uh, uh, promote this uh, everywhere we can because I think what you listen, what what you mentioned here, the various different things, the takeaways, even from my personal business, um, are going to be very, very helpful. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having yeah, me. You. I mean, you guys are totally awesome, and I hope uh, <laughs> one day I can get some musical lessons from you both. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Talk lessons from Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's my promise. So Jordan and I are organizing a CE meeting for our clients and people that are interested in Disney World next year. Uh, oh, in the next it. two years, what I want to do is organize a meeting in uh, St. Thomas. And, uh, oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Can I please, please come to the meeting? No, Can I please do it? We, you're going to be you're going to be one of our our speakers. Uh, so we'll reach out to oh, you well wonderful. well in advance for that. And then uh, you know, for those of you that are listening, if you're interested in any of those events, just p please email us, and we'll include the the email our help at veritasdentalresources.com in the show notes as well. But uh, so stay tuned to that uh, meeting in Dis Disneyland next year, Disney World yeah. in Florida next year. And then St. Thomas, either next year or the year after, we're going to get that organized. And uh, we're, we're going to work with Manal and, and, and on highlighting that and just creating a nice big marketing summit. Uh, and hopefully we can see many of you there. But Manal, thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure. And we uh, most yes. certainly look forward to having you again, hopefully sometime soon on our podcast. No, thank you so much. Yeah, we should make a we should make this a happening thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I agree. We can do that. <laughs> we can do that, right? Well, thank you so much, yep. guys. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Anytime. That's it, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Hey, if you have any friends who want to learn more about the stuff that we talk about, please let them know that we exist. Referring your friends to saynotopppos.com is the best way you can show your support for us. However, if you don't like the podcast, we'll give you a full refund. Also, let us know if you want to hear anything new or something that we haven't covered just yet. Try to keep the topics to PPOs as we, uh, that's our area of expertise and things that we know the best. Just email me at help at veritasdentalresources.com. Veritas is spelled V as in Victor, E-R-I-T-A-S, veritasdentalresources.com. I will post that on the show notes. So if you're driving, please don't uh, take your hands or eyes off the road. Uh, thanks again for all your support and we wish you the best of success. Signing off from Salt Lake City, Utah, this is Ben Tuine on behalf of my good colleague, Jordan Comstock. <laughs>